there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, let's hope this works. Was Are you having Wi-Fi issues or Zoom issues? No, oh. I don't know what <laughs> happened. It just, there we go. All right, I think we're good. Technical difficulty. You know, we made you would think by now we would have a better system for connecting on the internet, you know? There's always issues. Even like with my job, we're virtual and like, there's always issues, always. I know, it's ridiculous. I was just writing a few notes because I've been thinking about how we're gonna be talking about this movie and there were so many things that I wanted to touch on and talk about that it's like, I better write down a few notes so I don't forget. So I just did that really quick while I was restarting my computer. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you well. Oh, okay. Because I got my microphone plugged in. Just want to make sure. I should have done the same because, but I watched it yesterday, like last night. Yeah. I, I actually really wanted to rewatch it and write down notes mm-hmm. because I was just watching it just to watch it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about this. I love this movie. Like I didn't think I was gonna like actually love it. I think it's like one, it's gonna be considered one of my like newest favorite films. I actually went for a walk earlier and I was listening to the soundtrack. Oh really? It's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, before we start, hi, how are you? How's your Sunday? Good. It's good. It's um it's been pretty uneventful, but I did manage to go for a walk today despite, you know, the recent weather. So that felt good. Um it was in the 50s today. So I was Oh. Yeah, only in the 50s today, but um yesterday was the first time we had sun in what feels like months. So I should have gone yesterday, but it was okay. Um I was doing my errands and being busy yesterday, but so that felt good. And then the rest of the day was pretty uneventful. But <clears throat> how about you? How was your Sunday? It's been good. I spent a, most of it cleaning um, and eating. Mm-hmm. And I went for a walk and I got lucky because today, this morning was pretty dreary. And then the sun came out for a couple of, a couple of hours. And then it, as soon as it came back, it got dreary again. So mm-hmm. I got lucky. I, yeah. in honor of today's movie episode I got. Ah, <laughs> the whiskey. But I made um, myself I made myself an old fashioned in my water kick. So I still got my <laughs> so we'll I got cheers. My water too. I got it too. Oh good. <laughs> I actually yeah, went to Whole Foods because I wanted to get the uh uh the the anger the bitters the anger story bitters to put in here and I got myself an orange. You can't see it but there's like an orange peel in there. It looks oh so- yeah I don't have like ice how is it? I didn't I didn't try it. Oh, you haven't tried it yet. It's um <laughs> bullet bourbon. And I'm also, I'm also weirdly enough, I'm eating I'm eating sausages. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's kind of that's I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say that kind of fits. With yeah. a, a Western theme. I don't know. Did they <laughs> that was not planned. That was not planned. <laughs> um, it's a country dish. Yeah. Where? Um, out of curiosity, because I don't, I don't remember. Well, not that I don't remember. I remember hearing about this movie, but like not really. Like I, I heard that it was a new film that came out. Um, 
but like I I didn't know I didn't like hear anything else about it um me I either I only knew about like you know um Benedict uh Cumberbatch and Chris like Kirsten mm-hmm. Dunst being in it and like that's it that's all I knew so I I didn't even like know about this film so. yeah I didn't either the only the only way I came across it was when we were searching for films that night directed by women and that's when it came up on Netflix specifically and that's when it came up and then um, I noticed now it's under you know how Netflix has the categories it's like critically acclaimed films or something I think it might have been under one of those categories and I saw it and I was like oh okay but it it was after I already added it to my list so um, you know I really hope that it's something that that comes up you know how on these streaming services there are some films that you really need to search for you know they're not they don't come up automatically and and kind of you know it also goes here it's like based on your algorithm right yeah Yeah. so like if you watch like something specific it'll like it's funny my my netflix um algorithm is so weird because i watch both like Indian movies like Bollywood movies and like American movies but also I watch American reality tv show so they keep they keep like recommending for me to watch Bollywood wives I'm like, <laughs> I don't <wanna> watch <laughs> let's just blend the two yeah. to a show and give it to her yeah <laughs> which might be it might be That's actually funny. on my alley but I'm like I, I this, is, this is not what I want to watch I don't want to watch that it. is funny it's funny because I always think of this has nothing to do with the film but it, I always think of reality tv as a very American tv thing I mean I know like you know Europe has has some I'm sure that they have their own versions of what we have and I know they have things like you know I don't know, like the singing contest kind of shows or dancing with the stars, but like their own version of that. But when it comes to, you know, like our, our sort of trash TV, you know, kind of thing, I always think of that as a very American thing, but apparently it's not. It's not. Other, other countries have yeah. their own versions of, of everything, right? Yeah, I know. I, I know the Real Housewives. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I, I agree with you. I thought, I thought the same thing too. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know much about like reality tv history i only i only know the only thing i do know is that growing up i used to watch a lot of mtv and my sister watched Mm -hmm. um, was it called road trip it wasn't real life oh wait was it real life i know there was a true life but there was like another show that came before true life true life was like a docu-series well it was like a docu-series but yeah uh yeah it's on category but like there was another, there was one before then it was, I think it was called real life or road trip. Well, I don't know why. Yeah, was, the real life was, a, the real life was a show. Yeah. Yeah. It was like with the younger people. I don't know if they were teenagers, but they were definitely like much younger. Yeah. And like one guy had like AIDS and like, we basically watched him die like on TV. Just, but apparently yeah. that like set the groundwork of, of reality TV, even though that wasn't really produced the way reality tv is produced now so i always thought mm-hmm. that like that was a start of reality tv but then again i don't know if that's true. like i could be making that up but i thought the same way i thought it was a very like american thing until yeah. um years and years ago i, I watched uh I, I used to follow this youtuber i can't remember her name but she's swedish and um she like was swedish grew up in london i don't know some weird you know uh, hybrid situation that she had her background and um 
at some point she was like when she was living in london she got into like re reality tv and she got into this like swedish reality tv and i watched it on youtube because i was like what is this and like apparently it was a big thing in sweden mm -hmm. i was like oh i guess i guess and it was trash it was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like Jersey Shore trash and I was like, yeah. oh, I guess, I guess, you know, I don't know, I guess we're not the only ones that have trashy people in this world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that for sure is true. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't know how much other countries put their trash on display. Or <laughs> <I guess. laughs> is here? It's like somewhat acceptable. <clears throat> oh my yeah, God. That's funny. Speaking of trash TV. And again, I won't take up too much time about this, but the last trash TV that I watched, I've been recommended to watch Love Island, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. But I, oh my God, what show did I watch recently? Not Love is Blind. That's the one everyone keeps telling me to watch. I have not yet. No, maybe it is Love Island. No, oh, Too Hot to Handle. That's what I watched. Oh, too hot to handle. Yeah, I've heard of that one too. On that's Netflix as well. Yeah. If you want like a real American, American like reality TV show, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's yeah, they're it's a very interesting they're a guilty pleasure for sure. They know, are but... like I can't, I don't know. For me, it's like I have more fun watching it with people. Yeah. Like yeah. If I'm with friends or somebody, even if like, if like, if, you know, the, the, the reason why I got into Too Hot to Handle was because my, my friend introduced it to me and um, her and I were like hanging out together and I had wine while watching it with her. And like, it was fun to like add commentary while watching it with her. But then like, when I watch it by myself, I'm like, this is, I can't, I can't, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I can't like absorb anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. <clears throat> Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I don't, I try not to watch too much of that stuff, but it's hard because there's so much of it now. You know? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's just fun to watch it with somebody else, I think. Cause it's more like, yeah. I don't know. You get to like trash, trashy people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get to be toxic together and it's, it's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyways, I don't want to talk too much about trash TV because we're power of the dog was way opposite of that mm. way way opposite um yeah. when did you watch it oh I watched it um Wednesday or third uh probably not Thursday night it was probably Wednesday night I think I watched it mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah I'm not sure can't remember this past week really uh but it was uh I wasn't planning to watch it. And then I was like, you know what? I wasn't planning to watch it until yesterday, actually. I was going to watch it over the weekend. So I'm going to watch it Saturday. Um, but I'm glad that I did because then it kind of gave me more time to think about it. And I think it is a film that you will be thinking about. At least I was. Um, there were things that, that, you know, and I, I agree. I really liked it. I thought it was an interesting film. I was also really happy that we, you know, we were talking about the last time. So in the first episode, we were talking about the the struggle of trying to find stories written by women. So this was also written and directed by Jane Campion, right? So she she also wrote the story, which is amazing. Um, 
I think one of the I, one of the things that came into my head though was that particularly by the end when I was like wow you know that was it, it definitely was not what I expected either I mean you were talking about being surprised how much you liked it I I felt the same way I wasn't really sure about it um even though it did have a great you know at least a great cast right you know Benedict Cumberbatch Cumberbatch of course Kristen Dunst or Kristen Dunst oh my God, she I, I have not seen her in any I feel like I haven't seen her act in many years and I was so happy to see her in something because so I love her good. I think she did a wonderful she's such a great actress yeah and um times were like I, I was feeling what she was feeling and she didn't really have that much like many lines right right yeah and she didn't need them wow that was amazing okay. But, um, and of course, Benedict Cumberbatch too, but about these stories, find different stories, right? Ones that aren't about being a woman. And I think that was, uh, this was so, uh, so different from what you would see uh, or what you would expect a woman to write about or direct, you know, for that matter, that, you know, this type of story, like this is, this is what I was inspired by, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is finding a story that you, you know, a Western film. Yes, it was definitely a new take on a Western film, um, yeah. which I know we're going to talk about, but, uh, but the fact that it was written and directed by a woman, that was, that was what I was looking for, right? Different genre, one that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, it was, um, who did the cinematography on this? I don't know, but it was beautiful. It was really beautifully shot. Ari Wagner, who's also a woman. Really? I say that as like, <laughs> who's also a woman? Um, well, no, but that's that's incredible. It was also the cinematographer was a director. It was a was a director. Was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Because there is there is something I want to talk about about the cinematography specifically to this. Mm. I and I mean there's so many things that we're gonna get into, but like I don't even know where to start. But I think for me it was like I loved I loved the different point of view this was for, especially especially for like a Western film because. Western films are very masculine, you know, like I grew up watching them because my dad loves Westerns. My mom too. Mm -hmm. I grew up watching Gunsmoke. I still, I still, when I FaceTime my parents, they're still watching Gunsmoke in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, it's a very masculine thing. And I think like with American history, um, that was portrayed like as very masculine. The, the women were very, very feminine, you know, like very like strong, like polarizing, like um, roles. Right. And like, so when I first watched the film, the first like 15, 20 minutes, I wasn't thinking of anything. I was just watching it just to absorb. And then I go, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, like his character, I was like, it's so annoying. <laughs> like, mm. So annoying. And then as the film was going on, I was like, I, I I just had that idea of the feeling of like, I can't imagine how exhausting it must be for a man during that time who is, whether he was gay or not, we don't know, you know, he, he obviously was struggling with his sexuality, like internally, but like he had to keep up the masculine, like, um, 
you know, uh, uh, portrayal of what a cowboy is supposed to be, right? Very, right. very masculine, you know, drinking, being obnoxious, making fun of things. The, the scene where they were castrating the horse, you know, like everything was just very rough and rugged. Blah, blah, blah. And like, he had to be like, right. he had to keep up this persona. And it's just like, it was just very exhausting to watch. And it was yeah. to see it from like, for a woman to have to like put put that in perspective of like, no, this is exhausting. And the character, yeah. Yeah. you can see it like at the end and he, I mean, before, before he got sick, <laughs> before then, like you could see that like at some point that he looked tired, like it was just great. Yeah. I mean, kind of throughout the film. And I think that's what's so great about, that's what I think is so great about Benedict Cumberbatch too, just in general. And it was weird. Number one, it was weird seeing him in a Western film, right? And and also kind of satisfying. I think there was something great about his portrayal of this character. Um, also a British actor playing, you know, the sort of stereotypical like American story. But um, I think it actually but, plays very well with the character itself. Yes. Because the character was masculine I, all the time, so right? Like, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really had to step in in more ways than one, right? Playing the American and, and everything, you know? But I think, um, wait, what did you just say? You just said something that I was going to comment on. Uh, the exhaustion? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I feel like he, so his character, you know, at first, I didn't, I didn't really pick up the sort of homosexual references and stuff until a little bit later. And I think um, I'm, I'm trying to remember really if there were any early on, there may have been really subtle with that. Where did you pick it up? I'm curious. I think for me, it was, um, well, I, I think there may have been one time before, but the one that was where I really knew was when he was riding on a horse and he goes by the lake and there's all the men bathing and they're all so they're naked mm -hmm. and he kind of stops and is looking he kind of looks at them it's a, such a quick moment in the film but I was like oh I get it like there's something going on there right and that was the moment where because before then I I kind of had a feeling I think especially when he started to take to the boy the son a little bit more I kind of wondered um, but then, uh, but that moment for sure was when I was like, oh, I get it. I don't know. What was it for you? So for me, and, the reason, and it's the reason why I want to rewatch it because I'm like, I wonder if it came even earlier, um, or how early yeah. I saw it. I don't know if you remember, it was pretty early in the film where, uh, they arrive at the ranch and they, they're eating, they're making fun of the boy, flower was set on fire, whatever, all that stuff. Um, but it was when, what's his name? Phil? Paul? Phil, yeah. yeah. It was when, um, oh yeah, George is the, the brother. It was when Phil yeah. was in um, the, the, the barn with the, uh, the horses and he was like uh, cleaning the saddle. Um, I forgot what his ex-lover's name was. Oh, Henry. Uh, was Bronco. Henry. Henry Bronco, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was, Henry Bronco, yeah. He was uh, cleaning the saddle, and he was the, the the. And this is what I was talking. About, the, the cinematography was so excellent with this. Yeah. It, was, it was a close up shot of him caressing the saddle as he's cleaning it, and the way he was caressing it was so sensual. Yeah, it's soft because when he was around other people, he was very hard and rugged, and this was the only time like we saw him being really soft in the very beginning. So I was like, when I first saw that, I was like, is he gay? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's really interesting. I did not pick that up at all. And I actually, I actually didn't pick up that that was even his lover until even later on in the film I was like okay there there was definitely something between him and this this you know former cowboy that you know died and whatever but I did not pick it up there at all so that's really interesting I feel like my realization came so much later um and then I just felt like everything I I saw was like oh yeah now it all makes sense yeah I was distracted I was distracted by my thoughts of like, oh my God, this is a gay film that I didn't even think about George Bronco yeah. until, until he took a liking to the boy, um, the boy, what's his name too? Well, I'm looking it up. Peter. Um, Peter, right. Uh, I knew it was another P name. <laughs> um, I wonder if that was like, a, that was on purpose. Um, Intentional. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, it was until uh, Phil and Peter were, like chatting more that he kept mentioning George over and over again and I'm like all right he's he was definitely yeah well and then there was the part where the boy he talks about how uh Henry Bronco saved his life and he says he put it I mean this was even after the scene that I was talking about so I definitely knew at that point but um and he says he had his body up he was saving him and he's telling the boy the story he's telling Peter the story and he he was saying that Henry Bronco had his body up against him and the boy said, were you naked? And he doesn't respond. So you just kind of see his face. So it's, yeah, at that point, it, it becomes pretty obvious too that the, that they were, they were lovers, I guess. Um, I don't think I really knew what the relationship was or I wasn't really thinking about it at the time. I think the whole time I was just kind of wondering like, why is he such an antagonistic character? Like, why is he so... Um, you know, just his, his demeanor, like from, from the very beginning. Um, and of course gets worse after George gets married, you know? And so anyway, um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting. I really liked what you said too about it. Um, you know, which I think was the point as well, right. Is sort of, you know, seeing that type of story and that type of character, a very masculine role, um, and sort of adding a new perspective on it. I really liked that about the film because that's not something I would have, I had no idea what the film was about before I watched it. I just kind of went in. So that was not something I was expecting, but, um, but I think you're right too. And, and, and I, I didn't grow up watching many Westerns. So, you know, I, I, I think everyone sort of has that, especially, you know, in America, we all have that idea of what, of what a Western is and what the characters should be or, you know, what they are stereotypically. Um, I do remember my mom making me watch, you know, years ago, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, <laughs> which was, Classic. you know, the longest, felt like the longest movie ever. So, you know, like Westerns are just not really my genre, but, um, but I really liked that, that um, new take on it. And also just like you said, the cinematography of it was so beautifully done. Um, yeah, that I just, I really, I really enjoyed that piece of it, you know, that it was, it was sort of a new way and and taking in a new perspective, right, which is why I was really discouraged to read that article afterwards, which is the one that I sent you. I came across that. I was just reading about that. I just looked up the film, honestly, and, and this article came up um about Sam Elliott's comments and I was like oh 
let's let's see and I clicked on it and I think I was looking up um so at the end of the film one of the things that I didn't I wasn't quite sure of was whether or not and this I think it seemed to be so this was also an interesting piece that I read um spoiler alert right if like I mean this is also not seen it, <laughs> I guess. yeah but um but the end so like when he dies right whether or not the thing I wasn't sure of is whether or not Peter kills him intentionally or if it was accidental and I was kind of like oh I bet he did it intentionally but I wasn't sure and yeah. so when I, I, I looked up that because I, I wanted to see if there was an actual answer to that yeah. and it turns out when they <clears throat> I can't remember if it was when she was writing the story or they had already I think they had already filmed it they had filmed an alternative ending which was um, according to a different article that I read uh, was um, Peter was sitting at the desk at the desk, and because he's a student, you know, he's like a medical student. Um, he has like a book, and it says something about like the anthrax poisoning. So, it, and the the camera kind of apparently just just kind of does like a um, like a panorama, like kind of view over over the book or something, right? And um, and you see that, so it becomes obvious, and that was supposed to be the end of the film. So then they decided to change it so that it's like him looking out the window seeing his mother and george right and sort of coming in she's happy right um and so it's a little bit more ambiguous but um so apparently he he was it was intentional that he he killed him um which i thought was interesting so i was actually looking that up first because that was the one thing i was unclear about um and then sort of just in my search of the film this article came up so yeah well before we get into Elliot's comments because it's it's I when I read that I thought how ironic that this movie is about like the exhaustion of toxic masculinity and here's this guy making a very toxic masculine (laughs) comment comment right but before before getting to that the ending yeah I, I I definitely want to talk about the ending too because I as I was watching it, I was a little confused until he looked at the at, outside at the mother. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, you looked it up, so I didn't look it up. So I don't know how accurate this is, but in my mind, I took it as, I couldn't tell if Peter was questioning his sexuality or not. He seemed mm-hmm. like he knew, he knew himself a lot more than Phil did. Or he was more comfortable with himself, at least, more than Phil was. Like, Peter never, he never really defended, like, his own self, like, verbally. He just, whenever people called him, like, sissy or Nancy, he just kind of, like, didn't even, like, yeah. Or, like, even the whole flower thing in the beginning, like, yeah, it bothered him, but, you know, he, he cried, but he just kept going. Like, he just, he found, like, ways to, like, um, you know, I guess get through it. And I think like, especially going to school, like it seemed like, it seemed like he was doing okay. <laughs> okay. And in, in those days, whatever that means, like obviously yeah. someone would be okay now, but like, it seemed like he was just able to handle it. So, like, it made me wonder, like, was he even like gay or not? I guess that doesn't really matter. What mattered was like, he cared more about his family. And his mom because yeah. his mom was suffering but then I was like I don't know if that I don't know if I'm reaching I don't know if that, that, that's what I got like they're happy because 
Phil's, you know, demeanor was affecting his mother and George so much to the point that it was like affecting their marriage because mm-hmm. um, the mother, Kirsten Dunst, who was fabulous, like she was getting, she was drinking because of him. Mm-hmm. And George was also a very like, it's funny, like speaking of toxic masculinity, George withheld like that healthy masculine fatherly like husband like he had it you know and like he was Mm -hmm. very like you know strong and like quiet and like like he he actually held that where his brother like didn't um anyways but like I just thought it was intentional because it was almost like putting Phil out of his misery what was the point of him going further with his life anyways like he wasn't really doing anyone good and- yeah yeah I I definitely saw Peter the son as at least a sort of questioning or sort of intrigued by um his sexuality um Phil's sexuality and maybe his in his own right um and I think that's because I think that's what bonded them right like it just kind of seemed at first it kind of seemed jarring that um that he that he was so you know Phil was so nasty towards him and then all of a sudden they kind of had this bond that continued through the rest of the film but it's almost like Phil kind of recognized that in him but I think you're right and maybe that's even why he was drawn to him because I think you're absolutely right whether or not he was gay or questioning or whatever um Peter definitely has a much, um, you know, a much sort of healthier um, way of dealing with whatever it is that he is dealing with, right? Um, that I, I also think, oh my gosh, so many things you said. Uh, <laughs> um, because it's not, it's, it's also not just bringing out this, like, this idea of toxic, toxic masculinity, but I think also when people are repressed, how that behave, how their behavior turns to abuse. And I think that's a lot of what was happening, right? Uh, that he was sort of taking it out on a number of things. The scene that really got me is when he was kind of like beating the horse like a little bit after, oh my gosh, anytime, I hate seeing scenes like that in films, like anytime animals are being <laughs> eaten, I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. Um, so like that scene, really you know, which was when his brother was getting married, right? Um, and of course, marrying a woman, right? Um, which can come from, you know, whatever his his frustration in that moment was coming from a number of things, right? No doubt it was at that point was because his brother had gotten married. But, but even later, it's like the way he was treating um, the wife, Kirsten Dunst, right? Uh, and just sort of um, this kind of almost like psychological torture with her yeah. a little bit. Um, and and it really, and even the way he treated the brother, right? Um, and sort of lashing out at him. And I think you're right, George definitely had, um, you know, such a, such a difference in, in terms of what you consider like masculine, right? That he is sort of the healthy masculine type. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, everything you said just oh, spread out so much. Um, I just felt like there's so many layers, right? It's all the there's relationships. So many. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind but of- definitely, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you got it, go ahead. 
Well, it kind of leads into the the article. I was just going to say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right. We're on the same wavelength. Perfect. Because I wanted to say um, it that that for me too. What you said perfectly summed up exactly what it was. Right. It's kind of ironic in this way that that's what you're calling out when that is what the film is is about. Right. That's what the film is calling attention to. And you're just proving the point, right? So um, maybe we should kind of talk more specifically about it. But <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, I know I know the film had some had a lot of sensuality, more sensuality than sexuality, which is very beautiful because yeah. it shows that like a man can be sensual, um, which people seem to forget. Like I don't know why. I feel like I feel like a lot, especially like in our and I mean, I don't want to say modern day society. I think this has been going on for a long time, but like touch and like softness is seen as like weak and stupid or like weird, but it's like there is strength in that. And like a man can be that and show that. And which is why the cinematography was so beautiful because there are moments of that, that, that softness and sensuality and sensuality is like, not just about like heavy, sexual, lusty sort of like energy right um, and I know there were some shots in the film that had that especially where like there was that one shot where like um it was really hot out and all the men were sitting outside and their shirts were all off and like mm -hmm. pretty like sexy gay scene I guess <laughs> right um, but when I texted you um when I was texting you because I wanted to elaborate in the text but I was like I can't I'm gonna save it for like the this episode um <clears throat> obviously like you know, we got that there, there was um, questionable sexuality, possible, you know, uh, gay character, whatever. But the way that Sam Elliott, like what he said, um, and I can't, I can't remember word for word what he said, but he made it sound like as if there were such like <clears throat> pornographic scenes in the, in the movie. Like, mm. that's not what, what that was. Like, he made it sound like it was such like heavy sexual, like, Scenes. Like if someone were to read his comments and not watch the movie, it sounded like there was like heavy sex scenes or something <laughs> between like two like years. Right. And it's like, that's, that is not what happened at all. Like it was more psychological right. than anything. And are you looking it up? Yeah, I am. I'm, I have the article right here. Yeah. Well, first he called the film altogether a piece of SHIT. Yeah. Um, with its allusion, quote, illusions of homosexuality end quote yeah um which is presumably what bothered him about the film um he then said what the expletive does this woman know about the american west right because she's a new zealander i think is she yeah. from from new zealand um uh by the way he did he did apologize but you know i mean when you say something this scathing it's it i'm sorry no, I don't. I, I see that as just, a, you know, a celebrity that's being forced to apologize. But um, yeah, so, so many things about this, about this article. First of all, to say that film was a piece of shit is like, I mean, whether you liked it or not, it was beautifully shot and the soundtrack was amazing. The, the score was amazing and the actors were impeccable. 
Well, just... and the actors, the acting was very well done, you know, and from start to finish, I thought, I agree. I think it was beautifully shot. I was really excited when you said it was shot by a woman, because that is not something that you see a lot of still, um, you know, and, and not to say like, oh, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, oh, Hollywood doesn't give women. It's just, you know, typically, you know, for, for obvious reasons, it's like, it's usually men filming, right? So it's, it's exciting to kind of see that this is a, you know, sort of, you know, being run by women, right, and telling this story, um, I think is wonderful. But um, yeah, I think, I think what I had said to you in my text, too, was that, you know, it always bothers me when actors, or, or anybody, right, that sees, um, you know, either film, play, whatever it is, piece of, piece of artwork, and, and, allows their personal opinions to um, affect how they're seeing the work visually, right, or creatively. Because, you know, yeah, number one, to call it that, to call it a piece of, of you know, it, it's, that, that was coming from you know, especially considering it was followed by, you know, it's allusions to homosexuality. That's where that's coming from, right? And you're not, you're not seeing it with an objective point of view, right? Which, um, which is always discouraging. I think it also, you know, <laughs> reading that article also really touched a nerve just because I've, you know, I don't want to compare situations, but I have been in that situation before, as you know, Keisha, <laughs> right? Um, where it's like someone's going to be offended because they don't agree with something. And all of a sudden that's affecting um, what you, the work that you've done and the work that you've created and trying to undermine it. So I don't know, it really touched a nerve with me, I think, because of that. But um but yeah, you know, just like you said, it's, it's, um, it's ironic that it's like, this is what the film is calling out. And you're the reason why this film was made, right? <laughs> because of people like you. I also, by the way, can I just point out, sure. Jane Campion did respond to the did respond oh, to did. comments. Uh -huh. She did. And I, I think it says in the article. Um, I didn't read yeah, the whole thing. I couldn't read she, it. Um, one of the things she she said which I thought was funny is that you know he's he's an actor he's not a cowboy right <laughs> which is so true it's like you're you're an actor yeah so where you're getting that perspective from that this this is how western should be made and this is the only type of character that should be portrayed in a western film I mean I'm, I'm not sure who anybody would be to to yeah. make a claim like that I think what touched a nerve for me was that how can you say what does she know about Western American Western film or American Western like you know culture in general? It's like men have been writing stories about women for women for centuries. Mm -hmm. Number one, absolutely, like, that's a really good point. Yeah, and and for people of color, for black people, for like I mean, think of like Memoirs of a Geisha. Like it wasn't it like shot by a guy directed by a guy mm. what does he know about about you know uh japanese culture right but everyone applauded him when that movie came out i mean i, I still watch that movie <laughs> 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 it, it was beautifully done you know shot well and actors were good and, 
they weren't even Japanese actors to begin with that you know that too like even casting like that they weren't even Japanese actors like the main actress was Chinese right right oh, is this going to kick us off by the way oh yeah it will okay hold on let me see yeah, it was bad timing <laughs> I know we were in the middle of such a good thought yeah. You know what? While we were um while we were taking our break, I actually pulled up the article and or I had the article, but I was kind of reading through the rest of it and oh my god, I have to read, I have to read this. Um please if you don't mind. Please. I'm sorry. I know you were in the middle of. So, this was um so there's two things. Uh first Campion, so Jane Campion, you know, made her comments initially and then she later responded with some more comments and she said quote i think it's really unfortunate and sad for him meaning sam elliott uh, because he's hit the trifecta of misogyny and xenophobia and homophobia end quote uh which i think was also true kind of ties into that whole you know the fact that she as a you know a non-american woman like can't, the idea that she can't tell the story is kind of ridiculous. And you were, you were talking about that too, right? You're talking about men telling stories by women. So I don't know if you want to kind of pick up that. I mean, it happens all the time, you know? I mean, I watch a lot of anime. Anime does the same thing, Japanese anime. They tell stories of, you know, the Europeans so many times. Like mm -hmm. in the US, it happens all the time. I mean, it happens everywhere. So it's like... It, why all of a sudden is this a problem? Like, why is this a problem? And you know what? Even if she did portray it poorly, then she portrayed it poorly. Like, it's not, you know, that's the whole point of it, creating, just creating in general, whether you're writing stories or whether you're shooting films or anything. Like, everything that we're doing in life is experimental, right? We don't even know if it's going to be good. We don't even know if it's going to succeed. I mean... That's the whole point of creating right like you have this process <clears throat> and this exploration and you carry it all through the end and put it out there and you know the whole process and exploration is there for a reason like you don't know if it's gonna do well you don't even know yourself mm -hmm. like is it even like the right portrayal but it, it's a very interesting point of view but that's the whole point of like what we do in life like yeah an a-list director or not like that's just that's just the point sometimes, sometimes sorry i don't mean to cut you off. go ahead no no i'm cutting you off i'm sorry no, no i was just want to say like and if it was and if it wasn't good i mean the way that he like his his like his response to it was just so aggressive to say like you know mm, i wasn't really like a fan of it it just didn't really um you know portray you know, American Westerns, blah, 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 blah whatever. If he right. said it a very sort of way, but like when you sent me that article and I read it, I was like, this is really aggressive. I mean, mm -hmm. that was not me. <laughs> there are movies that I've seen that are like, have been directed or shot by like a white person of, of a black story or whatever. And I'm like, oh, not that great. I'm not into it. But I'm not going to be like, oh, was that piece of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Or how about this? Maybe just don't comment at all, especially when your comments are going to be very insensitive to a very large group of people. Yeah. It's, you know, maybe just don't say anything, but I think you're right. And if you are going to, if you are going to say, 
that you dislike something. I tell my students this all the time. You, you can definitely disagree. You can have, you know, a, a negative opinion on something. Absolutely. That is your right. And I, you know, I firmly believe that across the board. However, when it comes to pieces of art and things like this, like, I think just because we both work in this industry each other that like I'm I'm so set on you know one of the things I always say is you better have a valid reason for it right <laughs> like and and by valid I mean that you are having a critical opinion of it not just I'm I'm against the fact that there's homosexuality in this so that means the the whole movie is a piece of shit you know that um that to me just like does not fly right and and you know like you were saying before it's funny because <laughs> that came into my head when you were saying um you know reading the article it's like you would text me like did he watch the same movie right because he's acting <laughs> like, like like there's something obscene in it right <laughs> or like yeah. is it like it's gay porn or something right um when I directed my show last year that also was met for the same reason, right? The show was too gay. And the way that it was talked about, right? This is what got me. And I said the same thing Keisha to, I don't know how many people, it was the way that it was talked about by certain people, you would have thought that I had put something obscene up on stage, yeah. right? And so I, it just, yeah, like I said, it just really touched a nerve with me. But I, you know what the other thing that came into my head too, and I was thinking about this earlier today, is this whole, this whole idea of, of this story also being told by uh, a non-American uh, woman is it kind of, you know, it really makes you understand the importance of perspective on things. And I kind of wonder if, you know, like we were talking about before, you know, growing up in America, right, being exposed to Westerns, or at least Western culture, and the idea of what that should be, it kind of makes you wonder if this type of story would ever have been told by an American, right? I knew where you were going with that. I knew. And no, right? I, I really don't think so. I think, I think there's something, because the, the origin of an American cowboy, um, you know, it's very specific, like it came, you know, obviously we know how Europeans came to this country, well, I mean, not this country, but like this land, <laughs> this country, uh, this land, you know, the whole thing happened, blah, blah, blah. Um, and at some point, like down the line, like uh, these cowboys, like they just, you know, started to develop and because they were exploring the West more and I am not saying this is a history correctly at all, so excuse me, but <laughs> But yes, like they're exploring the West more and like th there was a new formed identity, right, around all of this, especially going away from like the Church of England and like, you know, uh, the European countries and blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's a new form identity of like these like men um, and, and rightly so, you know, it's rightly so they're outdoors, they're in the sun, they're doing all these like physical things and like eating foods that are very like you know hearty masculine like type of like everything's just very like heavily masculine they're going to saloons they're they're drinking their drinks and being with women and like they're dirty and they're tired and they've been like moving a lot all day and like they they find a nice pretty lady and she's all like wearing frilly and white and all that stuff rightly so like it's not it's just a thing that had developed and like it when you do watch those those films um and and shows you know whatever um it is it is a very 
I don't want to use the terms like misogynistic or anything like that. Like I just want to like forget that for a second. But it's like yeah. you do see these like um stereotypical types, these like rugged men who are very attractive, and these like mm-hmm. women who are very beautiful, and like the women are all powdered and soft and like wearing makeup, and they're like mm-hmm. talking like this, and their their hair is the wind, and they're like, no, John, don't leave, and the guy. <laughs> I'm a lone ranger I don't stick around and like yeah, right <laughs> and honestly they're very addicting to watch what's into right there's no room in between there's just it's just very black and white right Literally, very black and white I'm just kidding oh but it's very black and white <laughs> <laughs> and I think like um and like a lot of it like a lot of America is built on like American conservative, like 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 conservative like uh, behavior, not politically, yeah. just, like just conservative, like spiritually, sexually, emotionally, um, and with that conservative nature, they're very strict on like what's a man's role and what's a woman's role, and that has like developed over time. Right. I think I don't think unless I'm mistaken, like, I don't think if an American were to create a story like this, if they were able to, like, touch on it, because another problem with, like, the American, like, uh, um, vision is, like, they would make it sexual. Mm -hmm. Because she's not American, it was very, and it goes back to sexuality, she made it very sensual, and I feel like an American writer or director would either make it sexual or if she were a woman writer and director, she would probably be told you have to put a sexual scene in there. Right. Because even right. That, that last scene when they were sharing the cigarette, I thought, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Nothing happened. Right. Right. Went to the next day. Even, and like the, the only time they ever really, really like touched like was when uh peter held uh phil's arm when he was freaking out about the hides right that was like that, that was a really that's a really big touch it wasn't even subtle it was just like yeah <laughs> or even that i mean or even thinking about the nudity of the nudity in the in the film right yeah. that it wasn't it was not sexual was. right um, which you never see <laughs> hardly ever also right? like you know even though women are always it's always talked about that women are objectified men are objectified too mm-hmm. and I think again with the American like gaze like it'll whoever would have been in that position that would be that was that would be American would sexualize or objectify like male figure and they didn't do that right right mm-hmm and I'm sorry, one more thing from the article, and then we can kind of leave this behind. But um, Benedict Cumberbatch also responded to the comments. And so it has a quote by him. Um, it says that he referred obliquely to Elliot's comments as a, quote, denial that anybody could have any other than a heteronormative existence because of what they do for a living or where they're born, end quote, um, as indicative of a continued, quote, 
massive intolerance within the world at large toward homosexuality, end quote. So I, and I think that's also perfectly summed up, kind of touched upon what you were saying, right? That it's, this is how it is and that it can't be any other way, right? Or that, which is the whole problem, right? Which is exactly what he's saying. And I think he says it in sort of his very, um, uh, you know, sort of British uh, kind of, you know, proper way, if I can say so. But it's like, <laughs> you know, this idea of like, um, that, you know, that Sam Elliott's comments were basically saying that no one else could have had this experience except a straight male, you know, masculine male, right? And that whole notion is completely ridiculous, you know? Um, So, like, I mean, homosexuality and the the fluidity of sexuality has existed since the beginning of time. It exists in animals. Like, it's not something that's, that's new, you know? It's right. It has existed since the beginning of life. Like, it's just, there's, there's no argument there that's just that's just life so you're telling me that there's no way that you know during that time that era of a like the typical american like western like cowboys sort of like persona like there was not one gay person or at least not one person battling with their sexuality because they don't have to necessarily be gay right it's like sometimes and that's like another, I, I think that's why I love why this film is so ambiguous is because when someone is battling with their sexuality, it doesn't always necessarily mean that they're gay. Right. I felt like he just directly went to, well, oh, homosexuality. It's like, well, that's not, a, it, it, he could have been anything else, you know, and it doesn't strictly mean that he was gay. It could have just meant that, you know, he was probably sh- again struggling with his own sexuality which does not necessarily mean that you're gay it just means that in in a environment where you have to be strictly either a, a male or female and it's like you can't, you can't flow into the other or or um, or, or back to you it's like it, it does something to you internally you could be bisexual you could be this that whatever and it's like you're telling me not not one person <laughs> felt that way like there's just right it kind of reminds me of years ago when um you know Pete Buttigieg when he was running for president and you know being openly gay I remember him I remember one interview with him where he was saying uh that you know they were calling out well you're you're if you became president right you'd be the first gay president and and he kind of said well at least first openly gay right and so they were saying you know kind of questioning him about that and he was like well you know statistically speaking you know presidents and the the given the amount of presidents that we had um have had in our country it's you know statistically speaking it's likely that one of them was gay and you know was not open about it or whatever right and so it's like you know but you know, for some people, it's like, they take that and it's like, well, how dare you say that? Right. And it's like, are you that, can you not open up your mind to think that that was the case? Right. I mean, how how dare you say, how, how dare you say, how dare you? Because 
you're telling me that you're invalidating like a person's existence and like what they're dealing with internally. How exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, kind of, it is ridiculous when you think about it because it's, <laughs> you're taking a certain population of, of men, right? Because all of our presidents have been men and saying that a homosexual politician could not have become president. I mean, yeah. that, that notion to me is just, is just ridiculous. So it's kind of the same thing here, right? It's like, and I think that's what Benedict Cumberbatch is saying, right? It's like that, that in certain, right, in certain um, professions or certain places in the world that you can only have, uh, that you can only have a hetero, what did he say? Heteronormative is the word that he used, which I've never really heard before, but heteronormative existence mm-hmm. um, is kind of, you know, it's silly, but anyway, so I thought that was an interesting article and, you know, really kind of called in, called into question all the issues with, <laughs> I don't want to say with the film, but with people's perception of the film, or at least, you know, some. Perception. I appreciate you for reading the whole article because I, I couldn't. I <laughs> well, I just had so many that. good, so <laughs> many good things in there. And you know, as someone, I enjoy gossip. You know, so I'm like, I want to see what they what they said and how they responded. Um, and it's you know, but they responded very intelligently. I think all of them and they I, are yeah i imagine benedict cumberbatch i mean all of the actors but especially him you know having to like be able to take on a different viewpoint in order to like embody the character but what the scene that i like a lot speaking of like a male um having to be strictly again the the, the typical conservative masculine male Mm. whatever that is to people but like that toxic like I, I to me I see it as a very toxic masculine like viewpoint because again you know we said George like embodied a healthy version of it but even in the beginning um <clears throat> uh Bill you know he made one of the flowers right earned it <laughs> and, it's, and he laughed at Peter for it and it's like it made me think like I mean, looking, I mean, at that point, his character, like Peter's character, no, sorry, Phil's character, like, annoyed me. I just found him really annoying at that point. Um, But as the film was going on, I was thinking back to that moment. I'm like, you know, it's, that's sad because the type of character, the type of persona he was putting on to be that, like, that, again, heavily masculine, like, leader, like, I'm a man type of guy, um, couldn't even like flowers, couldn't even appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I start I I started rewatching How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't. No. There's um, <clears throat> there's a scene where or one one of the episodes uh, um, that's like two of the couples were like at a bar and they were saying they were kind of like arguing between like you know is it harder for women to go out or harder for men to go out like women get hit on all the time whatever like you guys should be lucky whatever they're just having that kind of conversation. And they had like a debate, like, oh yeah, like, like which one's worse? And uh, one of the characters, Marshall, was like, "You guys have it better. You guys can like order like the fruity drinks than like you know with the pretty stuff on it." I want a fruity drink. Later <laughs> 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 in the episode, um, he they're all hanging out like at one of their apartments, and he goes to the kitchen and he makes a drink, and he comes back, and it's this like really pretty like pinkish red drink with like an umbrella on top. 
and his girlfriend was like oh is that for me thank you and he's like yeah <laughs> it was funny because when he walked into the room he was just like <laughs> yeah gave it away yeah <laughs> oh my god it's so true though that it's so true like all of those things I imagine for men too how difficult um you know straight men too right like how difficult certain things are that shouldn't be or that are ridiculous you know one of the so the the musical that I directed last year that was the, the controversial one, um, which also, by the way, it was funny, you had said about this film, right, that it, um, uh, you know, in a similar way, it's the, the story, so the musical was, was kind of about, uh, you know, looking at or at least the way that I took it was, was sort of looking at different genders and sort of examining masculine feminine roles but but also the the theme of the show right this was 12th night by the way 12th mm-hmm. night the musical and it was it was all about um acceptance right and like the final number is like you know accept people for what they are they're different from you like you know and so that was what also made it really ridiculous right that that that's what was happening afterwards but um that it's like you completely missed the point of the show right but one of the things that we we talked about a lot in our rehearsals were um what does it actually mean to be masculine and feminine and you know there's scenes where say like you know the duke for example it's like he the way I had them kind of on stage was like, this is sort of the feminine side. This is where the lady Olivia lives. And then this is where Duke Orsino lives and sort of the masculine side, right? Um, And sort of in the middle is like this, just like this kind of fluid, like no one really knows, like blending of the two. Um, But at that point, I remember really thinking about this a lot because uh, there were moments where say like the Duke would be, you know representing a lot of like what you would consider feminine qualities right like his emotional state things like that that we consider you know showing his emotion a lot more in Olivia having moments of more masculine traits right and I talk about this in my director's note and everything Mm -hmm. that um it is an interesting it is an interesting idea right when you think about it and all these like all these things too in life that people just deal with is or or just see you know like as a society we put things into oh well that's too feminine that's too masculine right um so yeah I mean it's it's funny that you can kind of you know take that into a sitcom and, and find the humor in that but there is something really real about that too that we do that yeah especially with the taunting of it right because it's like had had phil's character and the power of the dog like likes the flowers Mm. you know it's like and that time is obviously way different than it is now it's um he he would be running the risk of being made fun of and being taunted yeah but even now though in certain communities right you're in certain social settings right you would still face that and it's interesting to me it's interesting to me george's character was so interesting because he was taking in the abuse and was not letting it affect him Mm, yeah (laughs) there are moments that i was like laughing i was just laughing out loud because there was a moment i can't remember (laughs) what it was but um phil george came home Argus came in late one uh, one night 
I don't know why. Yeah, that out. scene came into my head too. Yeah, yeah, and like, uh, <laughs> like Phil just started going on, like, just, just saying out about the women. Yeah, like to his brother, and like, Jordan's <laughs> reaction was, "Okay, I'm going to bed." Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, that was the that was the moment that came into my head too when you were talking about George just sort of taking things and like yeah. and also just in a, in a you know similar way because it was too. just like it was just funny how he was like like he just didn't give a, well he cared he gave a shit but he didn't give a shit you know yeah yeah he, he didn't let it affect him yeah and in a, but like in a similar way to Kirsten Dunst's character right where you said she, like, she doesn't have any lines right he didn't it's like he's he said so much by not saying anything right in that moment that was the one that came into my head too where um Benedict Cumberbatch is talking about like the women and all like remember when they brought all those women on and we were all like turned on you know everything and you know yeah just sharing this whole yes exactly right like being very um used the word aggressive before like being very aggressive and yeah very vulgar yeah vulgar right um because that's what men should be right um and then yeah and then him just kind of sitting there not saying anything but then also benedict cumberbatch's response to that getting angry yeah right like him not him not sort of giving into you know this kind of attitude or anything that that he's throwing out there it's just like well I'm gonna go to bed good night Phil you know whatever and then he leaves <laughs> right yeah. and that just fuels his anger even more right um yeah that scene came into my head too as soon as you were talking about George's character that was the one I thought of yeah side note my, my, my favorite moments and like you know just in film in general is when a very uh a character full of flaws lashing out at someone or questioning someone and projecting onto another character and the character just doesn't <laughs> respond it's like yeah. my favorite thing I don't know why I just I just find it always very hilarious that moment was like one of my favorite moments of George itself himself um the mother's character Kirsten Kirsten Dunn's character yeah, we haven't talked about her much yeah I I, I couldn't I just I just found I found her character very interesting, especially being. It's so I mean, women in that era. Um, they're indoors all the time, right? Mm. And they're just like, I mean, no offense, they're not really doing much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, she was doing stuff by you know cooking and taking care of the food and the service and everything, but. Um, women didn't really do much during that time because they didn't socialize as like right. as frequently or fluidly the way the men did. As freely, I, I guess I should say, not as <clears throat> um as freely as they could. And like her her job really was to take care of uh of Peter and look after him. And that was kind of like her only thing. Like her like what she was taking care of was so narrow. <clears throat> yeah. Which is so interesting when like Phil was just playing mind games with her, like the whole music portion of it. The music, yeah, it was creepy, <laughs> like creepy AI. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got chosen. Was, that whole scene, and yeah, a little uncomfortable scene. Yes, it was. I was gonna say, like, there were a few scenes that throughout the movie where you just feel like uneasy because you're like I don't really know what's going to happen or I don't know what's going on here and that one for me definitely stood out the most like in in terms of just 
yeah, it just kind of gives you like all the, the uncomfortable feels, um, for sure. Cause you, you weren't really sure what he was, what he was going to do, but I think it's pretty obvious he's trying to, you know, outpower her. Right. And it's, you know, it's just so strange that it's, um, the music thing I didn't, I didn't quite get either. Um, to be honest, you know, cause then there's the scene after where she's sort of playing. And, and so, so I was trying to, I was trying to, I feel like I didn't have as much of a good grasp on her. And I think that's where watching the film again, cause I agree with you. I was, I was planning on um, maybe watching again and just to see if I could pick up any more, right. Or, or which I'm sure I would um, with kind of watching it through, through her character's um, journey, because I think she, she has an interest interesting one um we know that she's like she's widowed right um and and I agree it's kind of like her son is is sort of her primary focus and then there's the whole um you know obviously she's very she's she's increasingly uncomfortable around Phil and then she kind of has that um that outburst at the end where you know Phil and Peter go off um and she's like, I don't want him to be around. I don't want my son to be around him, you know? And uh, so I just felt like there was so much there that that wasn't quite clear to me, but I know that it had an intention, you know, with her. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I do think that I need to watch it again to get, to get understand her character more. I did see it as a form of like internalizing because women during that time I mean, do they really speak up about their problems? Do they mm. express about their emotions or, or problems? Like, who do they talk to? She's surrounded by men, mostly. Yeah. That were there, were, like, working there, you know? Like, they weren't of her, uh, of her status. <clears throat> so she really had no one to talk to. Or to or, and, and, of course, that was a time when women didn't communicate their feelings or their problems or their issues. It's, right. <laughs> um. And I imagine she was just internalizing, especially with the drinking. I mean, she had the bottles of, of liquor in her bed with her. So like yeah. that's she was just coping. She was just imploding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely saw it as, you know, like I was saying before with his, um, you know, someone that's, you know, increasingly repressed as, like acts out in abusive ways right so like with his abuse and his sort of psychological torment of her it's just sort of her spiraling um but I just felt like there was so much yeah I just felt like there was so much more to her uh that you can kind of see it's almost like you can kind of see the film as you know through her perspective or through Phil's perspective I mean really through anyone but I think those two kind of really stand out you know and um yeah I, I don't know and then there's something about just like that kind of relief at the end when he's gone and he's out of the picture um which is also just really sad I think when you really understand what he had been dealing what he personally had been experiencing um that by taking him out of the picture is what is what led to sort of the happy ending the sort of you know um resolved you know yeah. he even gets to like live a life like his brother because he couldn't socially right be accepted wow. yeah i know we have only nine minutes to our zoom but i just wanted to point out one more thing 
because you mentioned mm. like there are some scenes that kind of made you uncomfortable the scene when <clears throat> when uh all the hides were gone and phil was freaking out in the barnyard and like or in the stable the horse's stable mm-hmm. um and when peter touched his mm-hmm. arm and there was that moment when phil like held onto his like the nape of his neck i couldn't tell in that moment i'm like i can't tell if they're going to kiss or if he's gonna knock him the fuck out yeah it was like either one right <laughs> And neither one of those things happened. It was just like, yo, know, he's gonna badge his Yeah. Head. I don't know. And either way, it's gonna be very extreme. Like, I don't know. Right, right. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of that one either. But it really like I now that you said that, it really makes you think about like how much I, I would be so fascinated to see what how Benedict Cumberbatch like really prepared for all of that, you know, like it's just there was so much um sorry if you can hear my dogs in the background um um there was just so much detail to his performance and so much unease around him um I think he just did a brilliant job but yeah I, I I completely forgot that wasn't even one of the ones that came into my head but you're absolutely right as you were talking I was like oh yeah yeah so interesting and that unpredictability yeah Oh, totally. Um, I could go on and on and on talking about the power of the dog. I feel like there's so much yeah. more to it. But I definitely recommend it. I, I don't know. I feel like another 40 minutes of this will exhaust ourselves. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. I don't want to do it. Highly recommended film. I, I think, like I said, it's it's probably it made it to like one of my top favorites. Yeah. Um, she also directed the piano, which came out in, in the early '90s, and I saw it as a kid. But I never. I mean, I saw it as a kid, so I don't really know. I don't. I don't really remember much about it. Um, mm. But I don't know what our next film or show is going to be. I I figure we can just um, text each other, find something, and um, see if we can like find something on our own. And I will just we'll just check. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I know we're. Are we? So we're thinking of sort of straying away from the, um, stories, by women because it's kind of too difficult still, right? It's too difficult. I I think there is opportunity for us to find stuff, but it's like I can't go around spending money on like all these subscriptions yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's like it's just it's just too much um i'm just looking up at our if we had like another doc i mean another movie in our doc um i'm trying to think if there was one there was, there was a foreign film i thought wasn't it a korean film or something that you had wanted to watch oh there was a korean show oh the show yeah and it's not Guys everywhere. Oh, Little Women. Hmm. Were the Crawdads? Is that on Netflix? What is that on? Were the Crawdads thing was another one. Oh, that's the one we were gonna watch. Yeah, we can make that our next one unless we find something. Okay. Same for that. Sounds good. God, I'm so I'm so happy that you recommended this one because. Well. I just I just came across it and I was like, oh, it was done by a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's really and that I had no idea what it was about. <laughs> and, yeah. and it had 